Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. It's not often enough that I reach out to the Lone Star State to welcome in some of the incredible talent growing in that soil, but that's where we're headed today. Laura Marie brings to her music exactly the talents and inspirations that make for exquisite, soul-moving, life-affirming, path-changing songs. With the honesty, vulnerability, clarity, and power of a person who has experienced daunting adversity, faced it squarely, and triumphed over the injuries, Laura Marie perfectly demonstrates how to make beautiful music shining with soul. She joins us via Zoom from San Antonio, Texas. Laura Marie, it is so wonderful to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. How are things doing down in San Antonio? We're starting to lock down more, you know, just essential services right now. So that that goes into effect, I think, midnight tonight, although people have been distancing for a while. I think tensions are high, but everybody's hanging in there and and sharing. And well, at least with my family, we're doing stuff like I went to the grocery store, some stuff didn't come in my order. So I stopped by my sister's house and she left stuff on the porch. (laughs) I'm taking stuff to my mom later. We're getting by. We're very blessed to have everything that we really, truly need. One of the reasons I chose you, I mean, you know, there's many people I encounter via Facebook and other means, people who I could have contacted. I looked at you and I saw a certain light shining through and I went and checked out your music. And the first thing I encountered on the homepage of lauramariemusic.com was your advocacy. This is a call. Could you explain a little bit about where your song and where the organization came from or Did you create the song for the organization? I created the song first, and then later came the idea that I should use a song to uh, promote voting, you know, just getting people to come out and vote and and to just participate and have their voices heard, not just voting, but also just having your voices heard, because I think I'd noticed a lot of people shied away from speaking out about what was really on their hearts. And when you don't speak out and when you don't share that, then nobody really knows. So I'd have, I'd speak to, you know, our representatives here in Texas and they're just like, well, people aren't telling me that. Well, yes, they are, but they're afraid to go see you because they just figure it's no use. You know, right around the time that Trump was elected, I was with a group of women. We all went and we didn't plan ahead. We just all sort of met at our senator's office. We just wanted our voices heard. We were nervous. I'm a sexual assault survivor. There were a lot of questions. There was a lot of fear. There were people there that were scientists that worked in the field of, you know, environmental science and everybody had questions and concerns. We got a little bit brushed off about that stuff. So I got really fired up about wanting people to have their voices heard and to speak up and to participate because when you don't, then decisions aren't made with regard to your feelings, to your life and that sort of thing. I'd written the song because in some ways I was still afraid to speak up, especially, you know, I think a lot of artists we're, you know, we're all online now and we're building our audiences online. And there became this thing of like, well, we can't make anybody angry. 
We need to just sort of not make anybody mad and just try to keep every be very diplomatic. And, and that's fine for a lot of artists who want to do that. But I'm the kind of person that if I don't say what I really feel, it's the worst feeling in the world. I can't, I can't live with myself. So I wanted to encourage those people not to shut up. <laughs> those people speak up because your voices do need to be heard and we can't just turn a blind eye when things matter to us. One of the lines in the song is, with your head in the sand, it's hard to stand tall. And, and I loved that. Uh, that you, you captured something there. I was wondering if your PTSD comes from not using your voice, not having your voice. I'm thinking that so much PTSD is because of unexpressed truth. I agree. I think that had a lot to do with it. I'm a sexual assault survivor. That's where that came from. And it, you know, they say fight or flight, but there's also freeze. And I was eight years old at the time of my first assault. You know, I couldn't speak out. I couldn't yell out. I was terrified. I was frozen and I couldn't defend myself. And then again, you know, it happened again when I was around 18, 19 years old. And at that time um, I was drugged and date raped. So that another time that I was silenced. So, you know, I think that's been a theme of this not being able to speak out. And, and, and I have a friend who tells me all the time that it is related. To, I have a thyroid disorder. So she says, you know, it's all this. It's all this. You're just very closed off right here. <laughs> and which is a funny thing to say to somebody who is such a chatterbox when you get me going on stuff or who's a singer and who is a songwriter. But it really is a matter of sometimes it's painful to get it out. Sometimes it's very difficult. And so I think that that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, this idea that I need to be heard. And my kids will tell you, I will not be ignored. <laughs> I get very angry when I feel I've been ignored. So yeah, that's a running theme in my life, I'd say. Well, I do hope folks will go to the website. Again, it's lauramariemusic.com. It's really an anthem. It's this is the call, and then you can right next to it click the link for the org. You can check to see if you're registered. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get connected and get your voice heard. But right now, Laura Marie, what I'd like to do is start off with your first song for your song of the soul. Where do you want to go? I think I'd like to start out from kind of the beginning. Surface is a song called Surface that I wrote for uh, my first full length album. It's a song about my son being born we had a big scare. The timing was off. They weren't sure about whether or not he was going to be okay. So there were a lot of tests done and the tests came back and it was pretty scary. And I couldn't write about it. I didn't write about it actually until a year or so later when my friend was pregnant and she, she had something very, very wrong with her son in utero. They had to have, actually have an operation in utero. When that happened, this song poured out just about wanting that little being to surface. The song is Surface by Laura Marie. Somebody has to surface Come from under your skin Somebody has to bear down For his life to Strengthen on his way Let him know if he could stay I want to meet him I want to see that day Somebody 
to sleep here in the fold of Somebody has to be here so we know who we are. May he come within our grasp, take our hands and hold them fast. I want to meet him. I want to hear his laugh. Here we are in tiny hands. They carry us tiny beating hearts. Somebody has to grow up, be a brilliant young man. And somebody has to trust love, be as strong as we can. When the will of love is done, may that sorrow never come. I want to meet you. I want to meet you, son Here we are In tiny hands They carry our Tiny beating Here we are In tiny hearing some beautiful birthing pains of, in essence from Laura Marie's song surface. It's from her recording drawn. It was your first, I understand. Yeah. The first full length out. Well, it was my first as a solo artist. I'd been in a band before that. What was your band and what happened to them? It was an alt rock band and it was called sofa kingdom. Then that fell apart. Some of the members formed another band called things between which also fell apart in studio because it's like herding cats and conflicting egos and that sort of thing. And we're all friends now, but it was pretty funny time that we went through. So then drawn was the first album I did when I went solo. And what year was it? Do you know? 1999, maybe 2000. I don't, it was around that time. I'd have to go back and look at the back of the CD. (laughs) (laughs) And how old is your son now then? I guess he's adult. My eldest is a 19 and my youngest is a freshman in high school going to the sophomore year next year. So he is what, 14? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, they're four years apart. So that would make him, he's going to be 15 this year. 
what did you study coming through school? Where was your affinity? Probably music, I'm assuming. Eventually it was music. At first I had horrible stage fright. I sang in church, but I was terrified. So really I, my, my interests were in marine biology. I wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh, cool. and, and I went to UT Austin to be a marine biologist. And I had a nervous breakdown in my first semester there my way of dealing with it was writing lyrics. I'd always written poetry and, and lyrics and that sort of thing. So when I dropped out and I decided to go back to school, I decided to study music. And that's then eventually, after going to three different colleges, I ended up at St. Mary's University where I got my degree in music education. Your stage fright, your fear of being in front of people, <sighs> you already mentioned about your abuse early on and then toward the time when you're 18, did the therapy end up helping you get your voice or how did you find the voice? Because all of a sudden you're going from marine biology to <laughs> I'm going to stand up in front of people now. When I started standing up in front of people, it was with a band. You know, I, I had my hair, I've always had my hair kind of long, so I kind of put it in front of my face or I would, I felt safer surrounded by my band members and they were loud. So that was good too. I didn't feel too exposed. But then as time went on, and eventually when I became a solo artist, I remember telling my producer at the time, I just want to write the music and put it out, and I don't want it to ever perform. I can't do this by myself. And maybe sell the song to somebody else. You know, maybe somebody else will like the songs. And then eventually, you know, through the process of recording that first album, I decided, no, I, I really want to do this, and I'm going to have to get past some of these issues and learn to play guitar by myself and accompany myself. It's, you know, that was a real big challenge for me, too. So, yeah, it just, it took time. It took a lot of time, and, and there are times that, you know, I still get nervous uh, in a new situation, but I also spend a lot of time doing a lot of, well, in San Antonio, the best gigs are, or the best paying gigs, I should say, are those that are what we call wallpaper gigs, where you're playing and your ambiance, your restaurant, that sort of thing. So a lot of people were like, well, don't do those. You just go for the big whatever. And I thought, you know, I need to make money to record. And those are the best paying gigs. So those are the gigs that I'm taking. And that kind of fit into my thing, which is, was a bit of a crutch. I'm here I am sitting in the background and sort of relying on that. Like, I'm just background. I'm not in front of anybody. And, but I've had a few chances to showcase, some pretty decent showcases. And yeah, it's nerve wracking. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. And I just kept at it. I was, you know, it's easy to let that voice in your head because there's that negative voice in your head telling you all the things. You overthink everything. And I had a great guitarist at one point that just would just mock that voice in my head when I'd get off stage and start, <laughs> I'd start complaining and he'd just say, oh, you, is that what we're going to do today? Okay, you're just going to shoot everything? Down. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> that kind of helped actually. So I, I know I'm not the only one that goes through that, but doing it over and over again, you kind of get used to it. <laughs> well, is that voice keeping you from sharing another song or would you be willing? No, I'm totally willing to do that. <laughs> so since we were on the theme of my kids, I, I wrote another song about them that went on my EP that I released after Drawn and it's called What It's Like. That had a lot to do with my fears. I had a lot of phobias. I had severe postpartum after my first son was born. And I was agoraphobic for about a year. I had trouble leaving the house. That was really tough. My second son was born and he was going to challenge every fear I had. He was absolutely fearless. So <laughs> that's where What It's Like came from. So I think we're just going to go straight into it. What It's Like by Laura Marie. Force 
My guest today for Song of the Soul is Laura Marie, website lauramariemusic.com. The link's, of course, on northernspiritradio.org. And that song was What It's Like, about your youngest son, the one who's just going into high school now. By the way, one thing I'd want to mention about that song, you're significantly younger than I am. But one of the things that it struck me is in that song in particular, your voice, your singing, maybe it's the mannerisms. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but you know who I heard singing was Carly Simon. Oh, that's lovely. Well, you're lovely. I mean, (laughs) I'm talking about your voice. I'm talking about what you're channeling through that music. So I'm just curious what kind of influences you had musically. You know, I mean, I grew up my dad played a lot of you know, 70s singer-songwriter stuff, so I heard a lot of James Taylor, Carol King, Carly Simon, Paul Simon, you know, and then my, my aunt had um, gifted me a stack of 45s that had Elton John and the Beatles, and so I really, really got into the Beatles and Fleetwood Mac and those kind of groups. And then I was big into the police and Sting. So lyrically, I mean, the Beatles and Sting and I mean, I would sit there and I would just fascinated with the lyrical content. Just what are they singing about? Like philosophy and stuff that was just blew my mind. And then from then on, I just went everybody I could get a hold of that was the singer songwriter genre. I really fell into that. Well, let's have some more wonderful music of Laura Marie. What's next? Okay, I'm kind of going in order again with a song from the season, a song called Hard Rain, and it's the album I recorded with my friend Jake Owen, and he's not the country star. Jake Owen, he is a producer and guitarist that lives in New York City. He was from San Antonio, lived in Austin for a while. I think when we recorded this, he was living in Austin. The song's called Hard Rain. He and I wrote it together. It's the one song on the album that is a collaboration between me and Jake. He wrote all the music, and I wrote the lyrics, and... All I can really say about the song is that it, it was very prophetic and it was very much channeled. I didn't have an idea of what I was going to write about. I listened to what he wrote musically. This is just what came out. It has resonated with a lot of people for some reason. And I think because when you go through hard times, it, it, an easy prophecy, <laughs> everybody goes through hard times. So yeah, hard rain. Sometimes not, now not to sleep but to breathe Lying alone in the heart of what's cold and dark Searching for peace From the heart now, from the top Over and over it seems Nothing resolves to the pull of it Stops and one of us gets what we need. and high, surging tide, storm calls, hard rain's gonna fall. First in stages, then in droves. Memories crowding the sea Some of them real And some of them stolen from dreams That we'll never dream So don't start, baby Don't start now It's too late to spare a 
from the porch and lock all the doors. There's nothing to do now but pray. Hush and hide, surging tide, stormbird calls, hard rain's gonna fall. All so sudden, all so sudden, stuck on the top of the hill, surrounded by all we thought could hold on. Still, none of it leaves like you will. All so sudden, all so sudden, stuck on the top of the hill, surrounded by all. Thought could hold on, still none of it leaves like it will. Hush and hide, surging tide, stormbird calls, hard rain's gonna fall. Don't start, baby. Don't start now. From the porch, lock all the doors. There's nothing to do now but pray. Laura Marie said, Hard Rain is the song, and you can feel the anxiety, the worry, the panic rising as you go into that song. By the time you get to all, all so sudden, all so sudden, boom, you're in full-blown panic. And again, you're, you wrote the words for that to Jake Owen's music. Was it his panic or was it yours? Where did the panic come from? My own probably, maybe collectively, you know, maybe we had this underlying panic that we both had coming. I mean, I know that after that, both of our lives sort of exploded in different directions. So, you know, it could have been both of us collaborating on our our panics collaborating (laughs) kind of thing. And where does this lie in terms of your sense of recovery of yourself? I don't know, because like I said, it was a kind of a channeled thing for me, you know, and I think there was a time in my life where most of my music really was. I I was so cut off from how I was really feeling because I'd hidden it from people for so long that really it would just come out as a feeling and words would just sort of, you know, present themselves. And I wasn't really in the forefront of my consciousness. Like there was a lot of writing that I did that I was like, I don't really know what this means, or maybe I know what this might mean, but I'm not saying it full out because I can't face it. I think after that, things got a lot more literal. After the hard rain fell, then all of a sudden it was just like, no, I'm just going to say what I need to say much more plainly. I mean, not blatantly, uh, still, of course, through music and, and filtered through poetry sort of way of doing it instead of just coming out and say stuff. But it was less veiled. It was less uh, encoded. As a matter of fact, I had 
two different songs that one song that that was uh, called encode because that's the way i used to write and another song called honest that came after hard rain that was about i, I don't sing encode anymore mm-hmm. and it was just calling myself out about like this is not something that i'm going to do anymore i'm going to just say what i feel i did have the sense with the song already of the dams ready to burst Oh, yeah. And so I, I wonder if it is a watershed moment. Oh, yeah. Looking back, it certainly was. I even recall having a dream around that time that was me waking up and seeing five or six tornadoes on the horizon. And oh. I just get, yeah, and I was like, what is going on here? Like, I just had this dream. It was a nightmare and it was just terrifying because I could see them coming and I couldn't do anything, you know, and then. Sure enough, everybody had a whole group of friends that just fell apart and and all kinds of moments in my life where I was just like, things have to change. And that sort of wasn't in the front of my awareness, but it is now. (laughs) Much more aware. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for sharing that, Laura Marie. And folks, we are speaking with Laura Marie today for Song of the Soul. You'll find a link to her website, lauramariemusic.com, on my site, northernspiritradio.org, where we've got more than 14 and a half years of our programs. We've been doing this for 14 and a half years now. Such a rich variety of musicians and social activists and people working to heal the world. That's what we try and feature on Northern Spirit Radio, and you'll find all those links on our website. Again, northernspiritradio.org. There's also a place there to rate and comment on programs. So I hope when you hear this interview with Laura Marie that you'll go to the website afterwards and say, yes, this is how it struck me, and post your comments and give us your feedback and let us know that you're listening. It's so important to have two-way communication. And as Laura Marie just said, sometimes people in the past spoke in code and sometimes they still do. What we like here is honesty and straightforwardness and communication. That's the way that we can find true connection. And that's what we'd love to have with you. When you come to the website, there's also a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported by your donations, not by corporations, not by government. It's because you, the listener, want this to continue. And of course, in this time where the coronavirus has so many people staying at home, musicians like Laura Marie and many others, all of these gigs they can't do because you're not going out in public these days. Remember to support them. Sometimes they have support set up through Patreon. Maybe you can go to their store and buy some of the merchandise, their music, download it, whatever. Remember to support the musicians who in this time are not going to be getting an unemployment check. So please do support them. And I also want to encourage you to support your local community radio station. We're fortunate to have a station right in San Antonio, Texas, where you'll find Laura Marie. The station is KMSW, LPFM. It's Martinez Street Women's Center, their radio station. Remember to support them and all the good work that they're doing there in San Antonio. There's so many good places, and let's not count on others to do it. Let's step forward ourselves and find our own power to help change the world and make it a better place. And right now, I'm hoping that Laura Marie is going to step forward and share another song to make our lives better. I am. (laughs) I hope (laughs) to do so. The next song is off of my last full-length album, and that's an album called Stars Apart. And this song was actually written quite a while back, and it's called Be Love. It's also written on my arm permanently. But yeah, I wrote this. It's inspired by the prayer of St. Francis, 
which is a prayer that always blew my mind as a kid growing up in the Catholic Church because of its humility. It's focused on other people outside of yourself, getting out of your own internal mess or whatever, and really focusing outside to just give of yourself and share your gifts. That always moved me. And I thought one day, I heard an artist, uh, Dave Kaufman, he's a Christian singer-songwriter, and he had done a version of it on some retreat that I'd been on. It was like a, I was a teenager and had gone on a church retreat, and, and they played a song, and I just absolutely loved it because I loved the prayer and I loved the song. And I said to myself, one day I'm going to write a song inspired by that prayer too. And then I was going through a time where it seemed at the time that there was so much turmoil in the world which just seems like nothing compared to now, of course. But at the time, it just seemed like there was a lot of conflict that I was at least, or maybe I was just old enough to start recognizing it. And that's when I sat down to write the song, Be Love. Oh, I see you every day In person or in pictures Your eyes always the same Asking me to lend a hand You fall deeper and deeper And I'm frozen where I stand And I don't want to be Cause when I see you cry, I cry Cause aren't your tears the same as mine? Can you hear me sing? I want the words to reach your ears And may they bring you back to life Where there is injury, poverty, dying and despair Then let me be loved Where there is darkness, sadness, hopelessness, wickedness and hatred Let me be loved Let me be loved Sometimes we feel beaten By the world It gets colder than we think it should We push further and further away But a million stars that seem by day shine brighter the darker the night I want to be that light where there is injury poverty dying and despair then let me be loved where there is darkness sadness hopelessness wickedness and hatred let me be loved Injury, poverty, dying and despair, then let me be loved. Where there is darkness, sadness, hopelessness, wickedness, and hatred, let me be loved. Let me be loved. Let me be loved. 
beautiful song, folks. I hope you carry that forward into your day, into your week, into your life. Be Love. It's by Laura Marie here with us today for Song of the Soul. It was on her CD release, Stars Apart. And of course, you can find it via her website, lauramariemusic.com. The link's on nortonspiritradio.org. You said, you know, it's from St. Francis, which of course is one of those prayers many of us have carried. I remember 35 years ago, sitting in the Quaker worship in Milwaukee, where I was living at the time, and just repeating to myself in the silence, make me an instrument of your peace, make me an instrument of your peace. Make, And that was my mantra I was saying to myself in the silence, because I can hardly conceive of a more full being than to become part of that channel of love for the world, channel of healing. How have you tried to live out being love? Obviously, you're a mother. Obviously, you know, with the organization, this is a call. You're trying to do it. Are there other ways that you feel particularly you're being love in the world? Yes, yeah, it's just a tricky thing. I think for a long time after I wrote that song, I was just, I was on this kick of, I'm going to approach everything with peace and love and just really shine that light as best I can. I think that's great if you can do it, but I am a person with a fiery temper <laughs> and I am sometimes very passionate about things. And I made the mistake of trying to squash that and thinking there was something wrong with speaking up and speaking out and, and using that fire I had inside that it finally dawned on me that being myself and being this person who speaks up and who fiercely loves people and who will defend people that need defending or at least try to help people who where there's been an injustice is also being love. I come from a long line of women who stand up for other people. So I try to be loved in that way. I also try to be loved by just not focusing on hatred, not focusing on bigotry. I mean, I have my moments of getting upset and angry, just like anybody else. And I know better now than to just pretend like I can rise above everything because I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that being yet. So, you know, maybe someday I can get there. But, you know, I, I remember reading a book. It was the Dalai Lama and it was about joy. And it was the, he's in Africa and I can't remember his name. Jasmine Tutu? Yes, yes, thank you. I read their book on joy. And it was just such a relief to hear them speak about the anger they experience. I mean, I felt like oh, I was supposed to be holding it together and be so peaceful and loving all the time. And it's just, it's, it's not human. <laughs> you know, I need, I can't, I think thinking that it was something wrong or I had to wait until I reached that point to really feel good about what I was doing. But I really think that it's so important to not be perfect, but to try in every moment to at least be kind. I've said it before in frustration. I said once, I said, I am kind. I'm not always nice. I don't know that might not make sense and it may sound like I just try to be mean and I don't try to be mean. I just meant it to say that if you're hurting people, then I'm not going to be nice about it. I'm going to tell you to stop. And you may think that that's mean, <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. So for whatever good that does, I hope it does a lot of good. I try not to be too self-righteous about anything <laughs> and I do get uh, humbled quite a bit and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful when I've gone a little bit off on my high horse and somebody smacks me down and I laugh because I think, well, there it was, you know, that that told me exactly whether I was I was going in the wrong direction and time to apologize. And I do that. I teach I've taught my sons that over and over again. I will apologize to them if I've been out of line or a little bit unfair because I want them to understand that that's your responsibility to care for each other. And I understand if you get upset about something. 
but make amends and work to do better. And nobody's above anybody else. You have to, you have to meet people where they are and sometimes uh, humble yourself. You know, I think that probably typically women have a harder time with that be kind, be nice thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all trained to be nice and dance around the tough issues, if you will, the things that need looking at squarely. But I think that particularly women are told don't ruffle any feathers, whereas Mm -hmm. men are taught that they're supposed to ruffle feathers. And that's what the idea of a good manly man is, right? So to some degree, I mean, that means we can also means we're total jerks often, (laughs) too. I mean, that happens, right? But the point is there there are men who can be kind and strong, and that's not viewed as a problem, whereas a woman so often is trained to be a doormat. And that's not what we need. We don't need more doormats. What we need is people opening doors. Oh, that's beautiful. That's well said. Yeah, I was just having this conversation because one of the things that really gets to me is any sort of, you know, bigotry, gross generalizations about groups of people, whatever they may be. And I got in a discussion on, on social media about it, but I got pretty upset at a person that I knew from back in high school who was just insistent that I should be respectful of his choice to repeat a bigoted phrase. You know, when I finally had to shut him down, I feel like I'm a very empathic person. But that doesn't mean I'm docile. That doesn't mean that I have to be agreeable and that I won't be because you can't tolerate bigotry. It negates tolerance. Then what, the, what, you, what good is tolerance if, if you just uh, um, made it obsolete? So, so, yeah, I think, yeah, you said it much better than I did. But, um, <laughs> I but don't that's feel exactly, that at all. <laughs> but I think that, that it's, it is true. I think as women, we were taught not to speak up. And I think that's the conflict I ran into a lot because I, I was very much my father's daughter in that respect. I had his fiery temper and his, I liked to argue when I was younger. I don't like fighting. I say that, but I study martial arts. That's so funny. <laughs> and, and everybody in my classes will tell you, oh, no, she likes fighting. I'm like, I don't. I really don't like hitting people. I don't. But, you know, it, it just goes with the territory. But, yeah, it's, I don't like hurting people. Oh, I don't like hurting people. But I don't like being hurt, too. And I don't like seeing people I care about hurt. You know, I've got a little bit of that warrior spirit in me. And I spend a lot of time trying to deny it. And it's, it's just a part of who I am. So I have to believe it was there for a reason. Well, there's so much of beauty and strength that comes through your music. I'm thankful for it. And I would love to hear some more. Okay, sure. Um, I'm going to go with a, a song that's also on Stars Apart that I wrote for my husband. So it's a little going off on love here, but a different kind of love, a romantic love. It's a song called Crazy. He was going through a rough time, and I uh, wrote this song about comforting him and driving him crazy in a better way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so healing it can be. (laughs) There you go. Well, let's let Laura Marie drive us crazy with her song (laughs) Crazy from Stars Apart. Here's Crazy. Baby, come inside, close the door, there's no one here to fight Cross the floor, over to my side, I want you so close by Let go of what you know, nothing's clear, I'll show you where to go with Disappear, 
I'm done making sense of what's senseless here. All your thoughts divided, leave them undecided. The night is underway, and sanity can wait. Let me drive you crazy. around you now follow the confusion down show you all the ways I can never say out loud cause people take your time up talk is cheap don't let them fill your mind up with such things just leave them where they lie and lie next to Your thoughts divided Leave them undecided The night is underway And sanity can wait Let me drive you crazy When the world is more than you can take got a cornucopia of beautiful music here today from Laura Marie website lauramariemusic.com that was her song crazy it's from her recording i think back in 2015 stars apart please go to lauramariemusic.com check out her music and in this time when she's not able to get out there and perform face to face do remember to get a hold of her music, check out her blog that she's rebooting recently, and avail yourself of both the inspiration and leadership and the strength and beauty that is Laura Marie. And again, crazy is the song. You said that growing up, your dad was playing basically the 1970s great singers. Singer-songwriters, like, yeah. Singer-songwriters of the 1970s. 
of course, there is the song Crazy by Patsy Cline. Yeah. I assume you very well knew it. I feel like that song, Crazy, was uh, for an enlightened Patsy Cline. Because Patsy Cline, I have the feeling of her being sensual through the song, but being closer to the doormat. If we say <laughs> she, that she's being led and she says, like, here, I am here for you versus in that song, you're saying to your husband, I'm coming for you. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You know, I think because of my past, because of the things that I suffered when I was younger regarding sensuality and sexuality and this, sort, and it's very confusing what it does to your mind and your own, you know, bodily autonomy and, and that sort of thing. And just the, the anxiety that comes with it. It's took me so many years to come to terms with my own sensuality and sexuality that um, this song was kind of an expression of joy in that, you know, just because it, it, it was such a difficult thing for me to discuss. It was such a difficult thing for me to, to feel comfortable. That's the thing that I think a lot of people don't realize about sexual assault survivors is just the discomfort they feel even in safe situations. It's incredibly painful and, it, and it's, uh, it can be, and it can be a difficult road to navigate as a married couple or in any committed relationship, really. So uh, that song was just an expression of the joy in that and just feeling a bit more free in my mind and, and in my soul, really, about such matters. So. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you reached that spot. And I guess I also want to express my gratitude because I'm sure that that means that your husband was there for you to make that transition. It was a safe enough place for you to be able to step forward. So I think there's so many parts that go to any healing that goes on. So thank you to your husband, as well as yes. thankful to you to staying with the work. Thank you to the therapist and the, all the, the places and ways in which you've been led forward to fully embrace your power and your wonderfulness. Well, thank you for saying that. And I, I'm, I'm very grateful. I've had so many wonderful mentors and teachers and therapists and coaches and the whole bit that have really lent themselves to helping me. Well, you know, I'm really going to feel very sad when we have to end this call because I've so much loved my time with you. But I think we can have time for one more song. Would you care to share one more thing? Sure. Uh, this song is a, a song that I wrote quite a while back, actually, but I included it on my last album because I'd never uh, recorded it. It's a song called When Dawn Kindly Comes. I played it earlier this week when uh, some friends in quarantine tagged me on social media to share a song. And this song, it just sort of fits what we're going through right now. There's this kind of darkness that we feel when things are, are sort of turned upside down. The line in it is, wake me when dawn kindly comes. But it's also hopeful in that dawn will come. I was very grateful to Tom Meany, who is a singer song, wonderful singer songwriter in Austin, or Buddha actually, Texas, who lent his vocals on this song. And I've been in love with his music and his voice for quite some time. And he was kind enough to come and, and sing some backing vocals on this. So the song's When Dawn Kindly Comes. And we're going to play it and then go out for today's Song of the Soul. Again, we've been with Laura Marie, lauramariemusic.com, link on org. of course. Laura Marie, 
I'm sure that not only I, but many of our listeners today have fallen in love with your music and with the person that you are. We're so grateful that you've done your work to channel. I don't think this music could have come out of you had you not done the growing into the fullness that this music represents. So thank you for being there faithfully in the work. Thank you for this is a call.org. I hope people check it out from your website. Thank you for both in your personal relationships and in the wider world being a source of healing for the world. And thank you for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Well, and thank you for what you do. I really appreciate you shining a spotlight on, on artists and, and sharing the music. My appreciation also to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We'll go out one final time. Laura Marie's music. The song is When Dawn Kindly Comes. See you next week for Song of the Soul. It's a long night Hard to be sitting under starlight Missing the moon Because sometimes The moon can just leave you alone It's a hard loss Like losing your bets in a coin toss When the only thing certain is love lost And everything else is unknown Take me home I don't want to be here too long Not when the world can go wrong So wake me when dawn kindly comes It's a long night And hard to believe that it's worldwide We're taking our turn on the downside We still have miles to go is it bad luck to stop on a dime when you're moonstruck? And if a shot in the dark can find true love, then how the hell do you know? Take me home, I don't want to be here too long. Not when the world can go wrong. So wake me when dawn kindly comes. stars can make it here If the stars can make it here If the stars can make it Well then I can make it If the stars can make it here
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.